Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm feeling a little discombobulated. Oh, what's caused that? Well, it, we're recording early. It's a Tuesday. We usually record on Thursdays. And uh, we usually record after I've written an article for the week, and we often discuss that. Uh, but we're recording early, and I haven't written anything yet. And and uh, hopefully hopefully the podcast doesn't end up as discombobulated as I feel. So, so we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. This is how I feel every week talking to you. You realize <laughs> that, don't you? Well, I, I thought... It was funny. I thought I thought that last week. Uh, I, I felt good about it. it was, barely had to edit anything. It was super tight, and then uh, lots of people loved it. Um, uh, had a fellow say is the the best podcast you ever heard, which is great. Oh, yeah, um, I know who that was. Kind of whoever that was. It was. It's was probably unwarranted, but uh, we'll take it whenever we can get it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, but but uh, you know, of course, people can. You know, every few months, you can say, of course, you can go and leave reviews on on the iTunes store. Is always helpful. And you mentioned uh, last time we did talk about reviews, you said you wanted to give credit where credit was due. Oh, my gosh. Simon Clement, that, that is the gentleman's name. He, he called you a greyhound and me a golden retriever or a Labrador or some, some, anonymous, or some, some kind of happy, smiling dog that, that I don't really identify as. But it was the most hilarious review. And I, I don't know. I think you enjoyed it as much as uh, I did. So thank you, Simon. I did. I did. I, and and uh, I do think you should have picked a breed with a little more of like a bushy style of hair. <laughs> I, I wanted an Irish wolfhound. I always, <laughs> I've always wanted to get an Irish wolfhound, and I feel I have the height. So, but I'll, I'll, I, either way, it was hilarious, Simon. Thank you so much. So, um, so it's interesting. Um, just a little bit of follow up on last week. I thought there was a couple interesting points. Um, mm. to talk about it was actually actually in response to th- that tweet saying it was such a great podcast. Uh, which uh, I helpfully retweeted. Someone, someone basically said, um, uh, "Normally a fan, norm, normally like the podcast, but this one was distastefully apologist. Oh, uh, wow. Developing isn't carte blanche, and uh, <laughs> it says too much excusing destructive behavior. It wasn't okay when the U.S. did either. Market isn't magic, and it, it's. I, I understand this point of view. I, I think the gentleman was referring to basically talking about you know what the. Um, Sorry, there is the garbage truck today because we're recording the at garbage the time truck. Yeah, it's at the beginning, so at the end. Um, but uh, it would basically talk about you know like the fact that people are treated poorly, or IP is not respected, or or workers' rights are violated, stuff like that, and and that it's not okay to to say that that it's a to to like to excuse it. And I mean, I, I again appreciate the feedback. I, I'm just going to have to very strongly disagree with this and, and this is the kind of not seriousness that i think we were talking about last week and, and what i mean by that is um it, it, it's it's so easy to sit from wherever you're sitting uh whether i'm sitting in taiwan you're sitting in in the states or 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 sitting this particular person i think sitting in in in, in the east coast um and to make moral judgments about what's okay and what's not okay but if you do that absent context it it actually it, it's 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 at best not helpful and at worst it actually makes the situation worse it's dogmatic it's it's okay yeah i mean in an ideal world everyone would agree that you don't hurt the environment you don't impinge on workers rights but there's a pragmatism that you need to bring to this and i'm not saying that you should do it but i think the point that we were trying to make was that development Actually, going through the process of development is the best way to get a like to build a sustainable solution to all these problems. Yeah, well, I mean, when we can make this very, very concrete, if if um, again, like I said, the situation. I mean, 
we'll we'll get to this issue now. Let's go back 10, 10 15 years, I think, uh, when when like the whole sweatshop thing was a really big deal. Mm. You know, like it's about boycotting Nike, all this sort of stuff. I think this was about when yeah, it's about 15, 15, 20 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Um basically, uh there and there's oh there was talk that what the US labor protections and all those sort of things should be applied to all the countries we trade with should be applied to China, should be applied to to whoever to whoever else. The, the the issue is is that had were that the case, were those protections applied? And this again, this we're wading into very morally murky waters. That but that's the point. Um, it, then there would be no trade. Like there would be no like there would be. We just 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 make it in the U.S. You could say, well, okay, that's great. Then the U.S. would keep all those manufacturing jobs. They keep those sort of things. Yes, that's true, but that means a lot of other stuff is also the case. It means that the people living in China don't get better jobs, and they don't have the ability to 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 agitate for higher wages and better working conditions and all that sort of stuff. It means that everything in the U.S. costs more. Uh, inflation is higher. Like there's there's all these knock on effects that aren't very good, and the best. And the best example and the best support for what we're saying is to look at China today. Mm. China is so much richer. Its people are so much better off. And that's fine. You can sit there and say, I mean, I don't think it's fine, but it's understandable, I suppose, to sit there and say, screw China. I care about the U.S. I'm an American. I mean, I think that's a pretty distasteful attitude personally. And uh, one of the things I'm grateful for, I'm living abroad, is that I've kind of lost that kind of nationalism. Uh, mm. that I think is, is a little too extreme. And I, 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 I like to think I'm more of a general, um, you know, liberal or whatever the word is like, just people, people are people, right? That's one of the things that, you know, you, you marry someone from another country, you kind of lose your Americans are, are better sort of, sort of, or deserve special protection sort of belief. Um, but at least own it, right. Own, own that. That's what you're saying, because that, that is the truth. You've got the garbage truck song playing as the soundtrack to that it was perfect it was absolutely perfect <laughs> i i mean i obviously agree yeah i obviously I, agree well and i guess i i feel like when we, we do often um I, and again I, I welcome the feedback because i think uh we are it's kind of the the one of i think our driving reasons to have this podcast and why we specifically said we want to talk about tech in society not just technology broadly mm. because the reality is uh when you peel off enough layers of the onion uh nothing is black and white i'm trying to think of one more metaphor so i can mix like three at the same time instead of these two. <laughs> but i mean it's it's the truth is that like if you're certain that a situation is right or wrong, I, I suggest you might not have thought through deeply. And I, I did push this individual on it. I'm like, well, you're not thinking this fully through. He's like, I don't need to. Like, well, okay, then we don't really have anything to discuss. Like, if you don't want to think through the second and third order implications of what you're saying, like, anyhow, I appreciate the listen. I uh, hope he keeps listening. Um, but that's something that I think we're both pretty committed to on here it's certainly been the case with with uber i just said that so I get the bingo square um Boom. but but Boom. There, there there are these multiple implications and at a minimum i hope for our listeners even if you get upset and you don't like it i hope at least uh you will give us credit that we're we're searching for for 
what is quote unquote right while being having the grace to acknowledge that right varies considerably based on the context you, you look at a situation in. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I'm with you. I, I think I disagree with what that person was saying. I saw it on Twitter as well. Um, but I, I appreciate the dissent. Like I appreciate being pushed a little bit. It's a bit, the, the point at which they say, oh, I don't need to think about it. You're right. I, I also have a similar reaction. It's like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what we've done these past however many episodes. Like, <laughs> that, like we've disagreed a lot and we've pushed each other. And I feel like I've learned a whole lot as a result of that. No, for sure. But enough navel gazing. Um, mm. Else you might learn even more than you wish. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you, you did say something weird on the last podcast. That Another, another bit of feedback we got. Which I actually, I thought you misspoke, but but apparently you didn't. And that is, uh, we were both pretty united in our uh, skepticism about patents. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you dropped the word copyright at one point, uh, which I thought you meant patents. So I just kind of just ignored it. But apparently you did mean, you mean copyright. Yeah. So I, in the same way that I think that there's scope to reevaluate whether um, patents make sense, um, in, in in today's environment. So obviously a lot's changed. Um, and I, I think you mentioned during the episode that the, the nature of competition in business is such that like first to market and there are a whole bunch of other things that provide defense against copying other than requiring patents. I actually have wondered the same thing about copyright. Um, it, it doesn't extend all the way through to trademark. So I think there's definitely value in in people, in people knowing who they're dealing with and, and not impersonating one another. But I actually wonder that whether there's in the same way that, you know, for example, in, in the medical industry or in the pharmaceutical industry, like the way that patents have evolved is a function of all the various layers that have been added on and on and on. And now the only way to make a drug is because of patenting and giving someone an exclusive use. And if you were to come back and think about it from scratch again, maybe that's not the way you do it. I actually wonder with the the with the the internet, and I say this as someone who's benefited from copyright, right? Like I have a book published with a major traditional um, publishing house, but I actually wonder whether copyright is something that no longer makes sense, and that um, people like I don't fundamentally believe that people would stop creating. Um, artistic goods, written written work, so on and so forth. If copyright went away, but some of the ills in terms of um, in terms of uh, the big traditional publishers using that um, as a mechanism to stop progress, technological progress, technological innovation, and the delivery of of content, I actually wonder whether we'd actually be better off without it. Um, you can probably tell I'm thinking out loud. I haven't got it entirely fully baked. Yeah, I mean, how how are how are publishers holding up technological progress? Well, so um, so the the uh, the 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 I think you I think you just gave me your answer. Which the the long pause? <laughs> yeah, like like you think about every time there's been a shift in um a shift in the delivery mechanism for. Um, audio or uh, visual content. So I, I remember when, back when the VCR was introduced, 
there's a very famous MPAA, well, a quote by this, the the head of the Motion Picture Association of America, uh, Jack Valenti. Uh, Val- is it Jack Valenti? It's someone Valenti. Basically saying that what the VCR is going to be like to the movie industry is similar to Jack the Ripper to uh, single women in Boston. And And of course, it turned out to be not the case at all. And you you look at every technological shift that's taken place like that. It, it seems to be that the industry, uh, the existing industry gets used to delivering content in a very specific way and it doesn't want to evolve because like the profit mechanism is set and now all they focus on is creating new content and it kind of stifles the emergence of of, of new innovative formats. And I think the same could be argued for the internet. But, They've tried to put the go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I, I got a little antsy there. I mean, because the, the problem is it, it hasn't stopped anything. I mean, the, it, the, yes, they, the publishers may be Drake kicking and screaming, but that, but they, they, they are, have zero ability to stymie progress or innovation. I mean, sure. I may not be able to get the, you know, the Beatles on an, the iTunes store for a decade, but, like that didn't stop the iTunes store or iPod or any other artist from putting their stuff on there. Like this is a fundamental difference between copyright and patents. Like patents are prohibitive. Mm. They prohibit other people from doing something. Copyrights are, are singularly applied, right? If I have a copyright on my, and obviously I'm super biased on this because I benefit from copyright as well. Um, mm. But if there's a, if I have a copyright on my stuff that I want to enforce, you know, putting aside the fact that it's, it's trivially easy to bypass you know, to bypass it. Um, and you know, I deal with piracy, a lot of piracy, to be honest. Um, the, uh, like the only one being harmed here is me and people who want to read me, but those people can read lots of other people, right? I can't stop you, James Allworth from, from doing anything. I can't stop, you know, any other writer from doing something. And, and so the, to me, the, the, the societal problem just from a first principle sort of, basis between patents and copyright is very, very different. Yes. Yes. Totally agreed. I, your, your point is absolutely well made. I wonder whether the way in which, so, so, so piracy is hurting you, right? But you're, it's still not stopping you from publishing. Well, if I weren't making any money at all, I, I would have I would have to stop, right? I'd have to be on the but, job and publish a lot less. But do you think if copyright went away, you would stop making money from what you do? Well, no. I mean, I, well, I mean, I, it, 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 I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, people. I mean, what what stops people from reading my membership content is is that they can't get to it without a username and a password. Obviously, exactly. I mean, obviously, but they're sent out as emails, though. So if you know people want to forward the emails on, as I know some people do, because you know, um, there, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. But fortunately, there are enough people that, um, whether they have a a, uh, they morally think that's wrong, or they respect my copyright, uh, that I have a sufficient number to make it, you know, make it that they exist. So are you saying that, like, so are you saying that I'm actually not benefiting from copyright? Correct. I, I mean, I think you've said yourself that the reason people pay to access your content is because they want to support Ben. I don't think they're doing it because of some deep-seated belief in copyright. Nah, I, I, dis- I disagree. I, I think there's there's all there's lots of examples of like I, I fundamentally don't believe my site would work if if I had if I published everything that I had for free 
and had a similar membership program and say basically the whole point of the membership program is to give me support. Like people- no, but I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that you had to publish all your content for free. I'm just saying you're not protected by copyright. From a narrow technical perspective, yes, I, I'm protected by a membership system with a that requires username and password to 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 read my stuff or to be on the mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the at the end of the day, I think that uh, people, wh- whether it's because it's a societally accepted concept or whatever, or just because it's a pain in the ass. Uh, respect that and don't and don't try to go around that and um you know and copyright seems to be seems to be a part of that i mean i don't i just again i'm super biased on this clearly but the idea of like copyright being a bad thing just seems so presumptive i mean like it's like you created something and i have a right to it and like why why do you have why do you have a right to it why why can't if i created it set the terms on which you you get to you on which you get to enjoy it I mean, it's, it, I guess I get the. But that, I mean, how does that how does that work any differently for patents? I mean, we were saying, like, like if you if if you the basis of your argument is you get you create it, therefore you get to set the terms of of how it gets used and so on. How is that any different from the argument we made about patents last week? No, it, it's a good point. I I, I guess I, I I do with copyright take a very liberal perspective on uh, fair use. Like I think you should be able to reuse and 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 remix stuff, um, as a, and so like I, I'm definitely in favor of that. I don't have a problem with people copying and pasting stuff that I do. Uh, obviously, you know, and I even say in my email, if you want to forward this to a couple of friends, if they think they'd be interested, you know, on a like a one time basis, that's that's fine. Um, whereas just wholesale copying and republishing and profiting from it, uh, I do I do have a I do have a problem with that because what's what's the benefit? Like, what additional value is being created? You know, the issue with patents, um, and and this is, I guess, why I'm I'm more sympathetic to like the pharmaceutical position when it comes to patents. Is I'm I I agree there's a problem. Like a piece of a piece of writing is is no different than like a drug. A drug's trivial to copy once it's been created, right? Right. You just yeah. you just make the exact same thing. It's you know, there's a very clear to use your term. There's a clear picket fence around it. Um, same thing with with writing. If I just want to, like, if someone wants to just copy and paste what I write and then sell it, and then they make the money, I don't make anything on it. Um, I- but if they're gonna like, here's the thing, right? People know that you're creating it. I I I I, I would I wonder whether you couldn't achieve the same ends through the equivalent of a user agreement, where you say to people, look, um, you know, uh, uh, copyright doesn't exist, but I'm I'm letting you be a member of this site, you agree not to forward the email. Um, if you do, I'm going to cut you off or, or something to those to that effect. And I, I guess I guess here's what I'm driving at. I wonder whether the internet hasn't changed the model such, and I prefer this idea that people get paid up front as opposed to after the fact. And I I came across this very cool company that you might have heard on called Patreon, which is basically taking a very old concept of um, patronage of artistic or intellectual endeavors, people who like an artist or like like what you do with with Stratikery, which I think is amazing. And because they enjoy the content that much, they agree to like donate a certain amount of money per month, and the artist feels compelled to release things. It's, it's worked better in some areas than in others. But I, I, I just wonder whether um, moving, 
that, that the existence of copyright is stopping us from moving more towards a model like that. And I actually think a model like that would be would be way cooler where you have someone create something and it's not being, it, it, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that the publishing houses are, uh, the way that the public, publishing houses have sprung up for historical reasons has meant that there's less of a flow of cool art and cool ideas than there otherwise could be. I, and a model. That's just a ridiculous argument. There is more, there is more, like the problem today is one of abundance. There is more art, there is more writing, there is more music than there has ever been in the history of humanity. It's true. That's absolutely true. So, I mean, I, I guess basically I, I get your – I guess you, what is interesting about this conversation is um, when we start talking, I, I always thought I, I always thought I thought about patents and copyright differently. But I guess I do mm. think about them the same. And the way I would think about them the same is uh, wholesale copying is, is a bad thing. It's not good for anyone. So if someone makes a drug, I don't make the exact same drug, that's a problem. If someone wants to make uh, an iPhone and someone makes the, the exact same iPhone, and where I mean it's the exact same, where the, everything's the same, the software is the same. Like you can copy, I mean, you can copy all the software, um, and and they they figure out they uncode everything, whatever it is. Like they, they, it's all the same. That, that that's a problem. But is it, but didn't we agree last week that there are business mo- there are, there are defenses in the business model such that that even if someone had access to all of Apple's stuff, they couldn't replicate what Apple does. No, I'm saying like they literally like the, the the issue with like someone who can't replicate Apple is that one the hardware is not the same and two the software is not the same like it's not the same it's not the it's not the same thing like right. on the other hand like there's lots of examples of where if you build the exact same thing like where everything's the same like yes of course you're gonna win on price like look at the look at what happened to PCs after IBM built the PC like Compaq reverse engineered the BIOS and then had a PC in the market within like a year and a half and then the race to the bottom was on. And isn't that's a good thing though, right? It's a good. Well, I, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for it's a good thing for uh, society. Society, but like the it, it was a bad thing for. I mean, so are you? Do you think it's a? Do you think it's a bad thing for society that Apple doesn't license its its OS? Should they be compelled to license their OS? If they if Apple licensed their OS, there would be way cheaper iOS devices and way cheaper Macs. No, but but that's not what I'm saying. I'm yes, saying you, that yes, you, no, I'm saying no copyright. I'm not saying Apple has to disclose its source code. I'm saying Apple Apple isn't protected by copyright. They're different things. I, no, but trade secrets don't disappear as a result of no copyright. But what what if someone figured it out? What if someone reverse engineered it to to the degree that that they could? I mean. That's not. It's not a new like thing. what, like to- what, like what IBM, like what Compact did with IBM. I think that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. So you think those folks that, I mean, most of them got away with with boot camp, but there were people that 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 got OS ten working on generic Intel hardware that they should have been allowed to be in business and to sell Macs. Actually, yes. Well, we're just gonna have to fundamentally disagree. I, 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 I. I don't see any room for a wholesale bit to bit, atom to atom copying and selling it for a profit. That's it's, so, so. You don't think Compaq should have been able to reverse engineer IBM the way it did? Uh, no, I think that I think that that was that that was IBM. Like, 
compact didn't violate copyright. They didn't violate patent. I, I don't right, and neither would these people if they reverse engineered uh, OS ten. They, they, didn't, I, reverse, they didn't reverse engineer OS ten. They 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 stole OS ten. Like they didn't okay. rewrite the operating system in a clean room. Like a BIOS is is a few hundred, a few thousand lines of code that mm-hmm. compact figured out and got it to work. Right. Like that's that's. If anything, that that that's a patent argument. Uh, to copyright is to literally copy the code. It's not to it's not to reverse engineer or to create it yourself. Those guys that you're talking about that you would allow were using the OS 10 that was built by Apple. The lines of code, millions of lines of code that were written by Apple. That's that's what made those products work. And you're saying they should be able to sell it and make money on it. Uh, I just, I I'm inclined to say yes. I, I, I'm actually inclined to say yes. I mean, I don't, it certainly wouldn't stop me buying Apple products. Like if if people want to go buy generic stuff, generic OS 10 running on, well, OS 10 running on generic Intel hardware, go for it. Uh, it like we've already talked about the fact that the, the folks that Apple traditionally serve are high-end customers. I'm not going to go and <laughs> I'm not going to go and play systems integrator and put together all my own stuff, much less a laptop. So well, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's, uh, if I may use the word, way over indexing on yourself and your perspective. Of course, uh, I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't, and like I, it, it's certainly a radical view. It's one I just completely disagree with. I think the, uh, pretty much every, a lot of all businesses we know would fall apart. Maybe like that. Maybe that's that's really. All businesses we know would see. I'm not necessarily sure that's true. I mean, so so explain to me what what's going on with Xiaomi. Like that's 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 sprung up in a in a world. Xiaomi, rich in, Xiaomi, in, Xiaomi in, has Xiaomi has hardware that yes, in some cases probably looks too similar to an Apple one, but the the software is based on the open source Android, and they wrote all the software and services on top of that. But, but my point is not that they copied Apple. My point is that businesses emerge in, in, in jurisdictions where intellectual property protection isn't strong. I, I don't think these business, I don't think it would have the catastrophic effect that you're making out it would have. Well, Xiaomi's entire value prop is to tile this stuff together through software. What, once, once people start I mean, I just, I, I don't think that Apple would exist the way it does uh, without this. Um, I think I don't think you're thinking through nearly enough the, the, the repercussions of this. And moreover, I, it's it's a absolutist position that I don't really understand the need for. Like what, what is the, like what is what is like the thing with 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 patents and the idea of like remixing ideas is is what we're talking about is ingredients like. Right now, you can't share ingredients, which is a problem. That, that exists. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a song that I'm very fond of uh, by a band called The Verve called Bittersweet Harmony. I'm not sure if you're it's familiar with Symphony. it. Symphony. Thank you. I'm getting it confused with another, but it ended you're up. You're confused about sam- many things in my opinion right now. But. Oh, snap. <laughs> I, I think you know where I'm going, though. They, they sampled a little bit of a Rolling Stones track and ended up losing all the, all the royalties on the song as a result of of the sampling. And I said, you, oh, no, I, I, 
you, I said that I agree and endorse very liberal fair use policies. I don't think that should, I think that should be allowed. I think you should be able to, to mix and match ingredients. I don't think you should be able to just simply take whole parts and, and resell it. Like they should not be able to, you could, if you wanted have a, have the verb could release a CD that has an actual Rolling Stones track on there, copied bit for bit, and collect mm. money from it. And you're basically saying they should be able to but, do that. But here's the thing, right? But here's the thing: I don't actually think that people would end up paying for, uh, or or the 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 likelihood of them paying would be substantially less for recorded music. And instead, there'd be other ways that people would make money out of stuff. Uh, I, and I, I think I think this is a very Western viewpoint where you have the luxury of like. For you, no, for you buying an Apple product isn't, isn't really a big deal. I mean, you make, you make way more money than the average person in the world. Um, again, everyone does, but you know, anyone in Silicon Valley for sure is making more money than, than the vast majority of people. Like an Apple computer, however much it costs, isn't that big a deal. You get into other parts of the world where people are making significantly less, where these products hold allure, not just because of their inherent qualities, but because they're expensive, something we've talked about. And, and, I completely disagree that people that they would be able to maintain their value uh, simply because people would care about buying the original. That's that's just that that would that may matter in a very limited number of sense. But you're getting down to uh, you, you have just the it's basically all, all that's left is brand and, and luxury. That whole idea that we've talked about that on the user experience vector, you can create something differentiated and sell it because it's better and easier to use. That would be gone because the better and easier to use would be it would be available at any price point. You would no longer be able to differentiate on that because it would be widely available. If I didn't care about brand, I just wanted something that I just wanted to use OS 10. Uh, why why would I why would I spend more on on an Apple computer? I I think you're you're uh, what's the word you're tricking yourself to. Uh, deceiving yourself mm. if you think that everyone is going to have this sort of high-mindedness about only buying the original mm, i maybe i mean i'm i'm so i i so to be to be um to be fair i was thinking about this more in terms of the areas in which copyright was traditionally applied which are uh uh music uh written work uh, movies, so on and so forth, than I was necessarily referring to um, OS ten and software. But I think, that, that's that's. I mean, that's my point. I don't think. No, you, no, no. I, don't I, I understand, but at the same time, I think that what you'd find is a lot of businesses would move towards finding other ways of differentiating. I, I don't. So here's the thing. I, in the same way, I don't think innovation would stop if patents went away. I genuinely don't believe that innovation would stop if copyrights went away. I think the way that businesses would be built would be fundamentally different. I think the way that art, music, and movies would be created, again, would be fundamentally different. But I don't think it would stop. It, it's, uh, I presume we can agree that it's it's an economic reality that uh, – scarcity drive that price and scarcity are, 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 are interwoven and you can charge a higher price and you can make a profit. If something is highly differentiated and scarce, correct. If something is highly differentiated and not scarce, it may be valuable, but it is worthless. But different things become scarce. Like what? Like, like, well, like so it, in the is, same is, way is, is that Apple, Xiaomi is, is, like, around, is, is Apple going to go around and give concerts to support their development of OS 10? 
No, but Apple makes its money off its hardware, not off its software. I mean, there are software services that it builds on top of no. that. And it's it's proven to be quite adept at, say, with the reverse engineering of iTunes of consistently moving the protocol such that people try and like, like uh, there were people who were trying to use iTunes to sync their devices and Apple proved quite adept at adjusting the protocol such that the copycats, the, the, the people who were, who were, um, who were tagging along on iTunes found it very difficult to rely on that. I have no doubt that Apple would find ways of doing that. And if people wanted to take that approach, uh, and it, it assumes that Apple won't evolve itself. I think it will. Well, I mean, I, the, the next step in your argument that we should abolish copyright because it's good for society is that we mm. should limit companies from, from making their stuff incompatible because it's bad for society. I mean, that's that that I'm I've already said I'm not a huge fan of slippery slope arguments in general, but that's clearly the next step of where you're going more, no, more, more broadly. What, Apple, into, I, Apple, IP. Wait, wait, hold on. IP is IP is an artificial construct. It's like saying that rules that we've created arbitrarily are going away is very different from telling companies how they need to run their business. Well, speaking of how they run their business, Apple makes money on their hardware because it's the only way to get OS or to get iOS. Like, yes, there, are, there, is, there is, I'm sure, some population that buys an iPhone simply because they like iPhone hardware. But more broadly, they buy into the ecosystem, they buy into the user experience, and that's fueled by software. Like, and, and if that software were widely available, Apple would certainly not be able to charge $700 for an iPhone. Or if they did, they would sell a fraction of however many they do. But, but here's the thing. I genuinely believe that, I, like I said, I'm talking about like copyright, not trade secrets. I, I don't be, like Apple. If this happened, I, I think companies like Apple would. Okay, there's a bunch. They're already known to be a secretive company. They just put they put they put hooks between the hardware and the software such that only specific types of hardware will work with the software. And by the time it's been reverse engineered, they're already onto the next iteration. I, I'm not convinced it's going to be as catastrophic as you say. You sound it's. like David Cameron saying just good guys should have good guys should be oh, able to access encryption. Not that. No, I'm serious. Like the real, I'm not, I'm like, it's been like OS 10 anyways, has, has gotten up and running on, on third-party systems, you can do it today. Go on the internet; and you can find directions how to do it. I, obviously, iOS is is quite a bit more more complicated, and part of the reason why. But if if there was actually money to be made, like you could actually sell devices with with iOS on it, uh, the the amount of resources that would be put towards figuring out a way to get that to work would be substantial. And uh, my money's with with not with the good guys on this one. Um, like I, 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 I think you're taking a very cavalier and uh, attitude for this, you know, in my opinion, for the sake of making an intellectual point when I, I, I think there's actually a, a compromise here where don't copy the whole share ingredients like that. That should be the guiding principle. I think patents by and large fall in the ingredient category and copyright by and large falls in the big one. And I, like I said, I, the verbs, the bittersweet thing was terrible. I, I, I think there should be fair use. I think fair use should be should be extended. It should be made more clear. It should be made broader. Um, but that's that's. I, 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 I don't mean, see any need and point in allowing just wholesale copying of of entire products, whatever type of products they might be. 
I mean, I I certainly take your point and the the whole nuance and like let's put reasonable controls on it seems to me to be a very reasonable thing to say, but for the fact that there were very reasonable controls introduced as part of the US Constitution when the country was formed and copyright holders who have derived substantial economic benefit have continued to push and push and push. To my mind, there isn't a reasonable compromise available here and I, 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 I understand you don't necessarily agree with me and I'm also someone who's benefited substantially from copyright. Do I think I would stop creating things, writing, so on and so forth because copyright ceased to exist? No, I don't. And I think we'd be better served with it gone. I, I know you disagree. Uh, maybe we should move on. <laughs> well, I, I, the, 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 the issue here is mm. it, all these things are about trade-offs. We open this, we open this episode mm. talking about like it, you can't just, if you take an absolutist position without fully counting and break through the other side, that, that that's no good. And I know you're not doing that. I'm just saying like, all of these are trade-offs. So when it comes to, when it comes to patents, the trade-off is between spurring innovation uh, mm. and rewarding innovation on one hand, and kind of societal benefit on the other. So if mm-hmm. you grant a government, if you have a government granted monopoly, uh, then that will certainly spur innovation because there is money. Monopolies are a great way to make money. On the other hand, it's bad for society because it means artificially high prices, artificially limited selection, and and potentially less innovation because people, people can't go forward. So when it comes to patents, particularly in the technology space, uh, uh, our shared position was that uh, there's already so many spurs for innovation, we don't need an artificial one. And in that case, when there's no upside to the patents, the downsides become much more prominent. And oh, by the way, the downsides are particularly damaging because so much of technology and so many patents are integral to so many things, right? Because there's all these ingredients being mixed, being mixed together. So in technology, I'm, particular patents are a very bad idea. I'm, I'm with you entirely. So, I, okay. So I, no, I know. So, so we're, on, we're on the same page. So the, the difference in my mind when it comes to copyright and, and, and so, so I'm going to use my terminology, if you don't mind, that's applies to ingredients when it comes to wholesale products, like the final product as, as it is, what benefit are we gaining? Uh, what's this? So, so on, on the one hand, there's a very clear, I think, benefit for the creator, right? If, if stuff can be copied willy nilly, it by definition will not be scarce and there won't be any money to be made. You may say that I, James Allworth, am altruistic and, and just full of creative ideas and I just can't help myself and I'll keep putting stuff out there. And that's fantastic. I, I, uh, uh, you know, I have a family and I have to actually put food on the table. So perhaps I'm a little more selfish about such things. Um, but that's either here or there. Uh, the point, though, is to my mind, the tie, the tie between uh, motivation and protection mm. is much clearer when it comes to wholesale products as opposed to when it comes to ingredients. On the flip side, what societal benefit is gained by letting someone sell sell a, 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 Mac, a, a, a wholesale copy of OS X? Like there's tons of alternatives on the market. You can get a, there's a Windows computer, there's a Chrome OS computer, which I'm a huge fan of. You can there's a mm-hmm. Linux, which is free. I mean, like all, we're basically giving people the right to a superior user experience, which as much as I'm a fan of, I'm not sure is like a societal right that is worth violating property for. 
like the trade-off here is 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 very different in my mind than it, when it comes to patents. The benefit to society from abolishing copyright is much smaller, and the cost to to property rights and the cost to to incentives and motivation is much greater. Do you think so? So uh, there are there are lots of points. A lot like that, that was a very clear articulation, and I enjoyed it. I the the starting point would be. I mean, you know so, what? So, I'm not going to wind back. I just want to. I, I let me ask you this well, question. No, actually, it's, it's interesting. Like, do do you believe in property rights at all? Yeah, I do, I do believe in property and, rights. So I what, mean, what, I believe it. I believe in so physical property rights. Absolutely. So I mean, so so physical property right. Physical property can't be replicated freely. And once upon a time, that a lot of the. Uh, I, so so here's the question. Let, let, let me let me ask you this. Do you think that intellectual property rights are, are, are more or less infringed now than they were 20 years ago? Much more. They're more infringed. And do you think there's more content being created now than there was 20 years ago? Yes. So would it not be a reasonable argument to make that weakening intellectual property protections even further might result in even more content being created? Causation is not correlation. I completely or correlation concur, is not causation you, or whatever order. No, no, no. I completely concur, but I think you see where I'm going no. with this. I don't think it's going to be the disaster that you say it is. And I genuinely believe, like, I think people subscribe to your stuff, Ben, because they like what you do. And that was your reservation in, in like, it, it was a reservation in even letting somebody else go near it. It's like, I think people are, are paying me to, like, for, for my opinions and for me to write. And- I, I think that's true. I don't think they're paying you because of any perceived copyright or otherwise. I don't. I don't think that's the case. If first off, I, I think it's dangerous to over-index on our personal experience on this because the implications of this are are, are much far-reaching. That's why I, why I immediately sure. went, to, went to the Apple example. Um, but as far as as far as my stuff goes, uh, I'm very confident. And again, like you see user behavior, and I feel like I've seen enough to know that. If my stuff were easily easily available uh, without having to pay, I would have substantially fewer customers. Like there is some portion of customers that pay because they want to support me and they would pay no matter what, even if it was easily available. But I am quite sure, and I've seen it. I've seen it with myself, and I've seen it talking to other people that have that have attempted similar models. That at the end of the day, like. People don't part with money out of the goodness of their heart, by and large. Like, even if they like you. Like, so, so actually, I do think there being uh, a scarcity applied to my work is essential to me, me making money. Right. Now, I, I concur with that. The question is whether you think copyright is necessary for that. I, I, I wanted to wind back to the point you were making around patents and ingredients. And I, I thought that was fascinating and I, I, I just wonder whether the, the way I'm thinking about it again, and maybe you accused me of taking a very Western point of view here, but I actually wonder whether the real accusation is that I'm taking a very Eastern point of view because I'm not, I, I'm thinking, so in the, in the instance of drugs, for example, the reason why I started thinking about challenging this IP regime is that particularly, let's take the case of America, there is a cost involved in 
there is a societal cost involved in the, in the type of innovation that we get in the pharmaceutical in the pharmaceutical industry. And a that cost is massive, and b the innovation that comes about isn't necessarily the innovation that has the greatest benefit to society. Like you get. I mean, it, 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 it's most profitable for drug companies, whether it's like whether someone, an independent person uh, and putting aside who that would be, but like whether most people would agree that it's like um, like baldness or, or Viagra or whatever is where you want all your innovation focused. Let, let's put that all as, like like. I'm not convinced that it's the best type of innovation. And the, the starting point for me is with, with both – the, the 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 patent thing and and the copyright thing is like there is a cost borne for the creation of the innovation and it was that that system was created based on previous assumptions and I'm wondering whether as a result of the internet and a result of a whole bunch of other things whether those of assumptions have been challenged enough to the point where it warrants revisiting whether this is still the right approach. Yeah, no, I I, I get I get what you're saying. And by the way, I wasn't saying a Western point of view. I was saying a rich point of view. Um, oh, okay. Well, no, because I, I, it's an interesting point because I, I mean, I made the point in my Xiaomi article that I think in general, uh, the quote unquote Eastern point of view is, is, doesn't really countenance the idea of intellectual property like we do, like we do in the West. So actually, yes, right. I agree. You are arguing a very uh, Eastern point of, there's, I say there's two arguments you're making. One is this is kind of general, like the I, very concept of, of something not being a public good once it's out there uh th- that's a very eastern point of view one and two i think you're making a practical argument and the practical argument is uh these are digital bits copying them is is trivial co- it's costless and so yeah. it follows from that that they 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 are worthless because by, by virtue of like their physical worthlessness mm, they are or- they are generally worthless no, no, no. I'm not saying they're worthless. I'm saying once an idea is being created, wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a place where anybody could take any idea and build on it? No one's disagreeing with that. Like that or, we, or freely distribute it. Yeah. That no, that's that's where that's where we're that's where we're disagreeing. Um right. So yeah, and so the, yes, there is like I I underst I understand that I understand that point of view. The the practical point is 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 an interesting one. And, it, and it's interesting because uh, this is in a nutshell, what, what media organizations and anyone, or anyone who, who, who creates content is, is grappling with is that now that it's, I mean, it's not like it was ever that much more expensive to print one more book or to print one more newspaper. Like the marginal cost has always been minimal, but the fact mm. that, and I've made this point several times, I think uh, both in the blog and here like the fact that it was tangible, like meant it was clearly a price of non-zero. And it's, it's like a lot, just whether it's consumer psychology or whatever it is, it's even though like from an economic basis, going from zero to one cent is no different than from like one cent to two cent. Like just in, in the psychology perspective, it's, it's very different. Right. And mm, it's, it, it totally. seems easier to charge, not just a marginal price, but a price that includes your fixed costs includes a profit um, when something is tangible. And that's something that is clearly uh, much more difficult when it comes, when it comes to digital goods. And so we, we are going through a clear transition now in all kinds of industries, whether it be software, you see this in the app store, whether it be content um, 
where figuring out how to, you know, how to, how to pay people. And again, and other people have made this argument, like throughout the history of time, traditionally artists and songwriters have never made money from reproductions of their goods. They've, they've made it from the performance of their goods or by being, or patrons or being commissioned to do something. And so mm-hmm. I get, I get the, the point that you're, you're, you're pointing, you're asking for a, a return to this. Um, again, I, I can see the, the theoretical uh, argument for this. Uh, it's one of those things where I feel like similar to uh, my interlocutor on, on Twitter, you're arguing for something without having, without having a real alternative, which is uh, everyone throws out this. You'll just get paid money by, by touring like that, that, that works what you're arguing for is a world where the the one side of the tail, the exponential side of the tail, uh, will be fine. Taylor Swift will be fine. Um, but I think you're what you're what you're arguing for is isn't so hot for the rest of the curve. The middle is already screwed. We talked about this, but when you get back to the individual in long tail, and maybe you're right. Maybe this is the long run outcome. But I'm pretty uncomfortable arguing for it uh, in in the meantime until I see something that's that's better. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, and and let's be clear, it's not like I'm arguing about something where I don't have skin in the game, right? Like, yeah, but I would be giving up royalties to a book that was pretty successful. I, I mean, a non-trivial amount over the. But I, I like in in in. I I don't think that enterprises like that would stop. And I think that as a result of it, I think instead of, I don't know, I'm inclined to think about the way it would have changed the focus of the, of, of me working on that project, for example, which it would have been, yeah, we still would have done it, but it would have been just as much about, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I, it's just, also weird though that you're arguing this when really the the only alternative that we found to work is stuff like advertising. At the same time, you argue you argue about you hate tracking, no, you hate people following I, you, I've, I've, you, you you dislike native advertising. Like Ben, you're like my stand up. You're you're like you, you are the beacon of what I think the model becomes in this world, where people people back um, people back content creators that they really like, and they're not they're not paying you. For every blog that you produce, they subscribe in advance of the content. Like I, I think this is the world. Like I think we accelerate that discussion we talked about uh, in the rainforest. I, 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 there, there's still so many people. So people reach out and say, "Oh, I'm really interested in writing a book. Like I need a publisher. I need an agent." And I'm like, "Gosh, if only you weren't. Um, if only your thinking wasn't." Uh, formulated like in some instances that makes sense but in a lot of instances actually thinking about the world and and the people that traditionally would want to write a book i would say the model that you've taken is a much as a much much um a much more sustainable model it's a model built uh for the realities of the way the internet works the way society works right now and i would encourage people to copy to, to copy your model but the thing is i don't actually think I think copyright benefits you in the same way patents benefit a small startup. I think it's a comfort blanket. I don't actually think it does that much. Well, but 
I mean, I, I now I understand clearly what more clearly what you're saying, and and that may be true. But at at the same time, like there's nothing stopping people from writing a book right now and and self publishing it, putting on putting on I, I, the iBook store, or putting it on uh, uh the Kindle store. Like that's uh, that's of like the and my point is the copyright system is not limiting these people. It's almost like, but in the same way, there's a psychological thing. Like you talked about, there are still people that are, (laughs) let's get someone, let's get someone on another bingo square. There are still people over-indexed on the past. I think there are still people that think success for a book is like getting an agent, a literary agent, like getting a publisher, da, 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 getting it on a bookshelf. Whereas actually I think success is what you've managed to do. And if all that old stuff was wiped away, I think you get a whole lot more really cool content created as a result. It seems a little extreme to completely abolish like a fundamental pillar uh, and let people create willy-nilly OS X machines just so people won't be chicken. I mean, yeah, maybe, but the, the, the internet's doing it. I mean, it's, it's it's uh, the idea that we have laws in society which people don't obey just seems is is a breeding ground for 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 I mean, there's a as an it's an I think it's an Aristotle quote like the idea that you have laws that that people in a society don't obey it's like it breeds a whole bunch of really bad stuff I can't remember the exact quote I think copyrights got to that point and it should just in in many respects it's not it's not effective anymore anyway I think we should get rid of have it. you have you um have you ever locked your keys in your car or in your house <laughs> uh. I'm sure I have. I'm sure. Let, let, let me just allow me to be fodder for what you're about to do to me. Yes, Ben, I have. And have you hired a locksmith to, to help you? Uh, yes, I have. Like, how long does it take the locksmith to break into your car, or break into your house? I, it took this guy probably about 15 minutes. So It's a pretty good lock. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's about the longest time I've ever heard. And it's like the, I, th- I Maybe think he wasn't a very good locksmith. Yeah. It's like, I think it's called the open doors theory or screen door theory or something like that. And, and the idea is that I, th- like people, yeah. yes. Can you get around? I, I feel, I feel bad telling this payoff. We're going to try to do it on the podcast. Like, can you get access to my content? If you have an unsavory person, like sign up for my thing and, and share it illegally. Yes. I mean, I, I am tracking it for what it's worth. Um, but like, most people like don't want to do bad things, but right. if it's trivial to do so, or there's no good alternative, that's where it gets murkier. And so like digital music, when there was no easy way to get digital music, when the alternative was to just download it from Napster or to drive to Target, buy a CD, rip it, put on your thing, like a, a, a multi-step complicated task that was also way more expensive. Like it, it was a lot easier. I, I, I it was a lot easier to be sympathetic but, to to people downloading music. On the other hand, but here's the thing: we're only there because people ignore copyright. Like, I don't think we'd have got to the point where we got to with iTunes and all those things if it wasn't for Napster. Because if the copyright holders had their way, they'd have never allowed they'd never allowed the iTunes know, format but, but we to did, emerge. But we did get here, like because people ignore copyright. Some people did, but but at the end of the day, oh, and the rest of us benefited. I yes. And again, that 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 kind of puts your your opening premise in question that copyright holders are stopping innovation. They're not. 
Like, but, I mean, if copyright was effective, it would be. I, I think it's this. Uh, to, I wonder if this should be a bingo square as well. It's like one of these instances where we have one foot either side of the barbed wire fence. It's, I, I, it's, I don't think it's doing us any it good. It works. Anymore. It's like it, this is like there, there's this there's this infuriating thing about writing for a technical audience um, because your typical technical person <laughs> like thinks about things like kind of mathematically and things are clearly delineated and, Mm -hmm. and they want solutions to be elegant. Like it drives people up the wall. The idea that there might be a 12 inch iPad and a 12 inch MacBook. like, Oh my God, how can they do that? Or it drives people (laughs) to the wall that like I, I, I get every few months I get an email about like, why is the iPhone called the iPhone? They should change the name because it's not really a phone anymore. Like, because I mean, no, I, 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 I'm seriously, I've gotten, I've gotten at least 20 of these suggestions via Twitter or, or email the last couple of years. Like just someone will randomly pop up and say it because like it, in a narrow technical sense, it's true. The, the, the iPhone is not really a phone. A phone is one, uh, is one function that it does. And for many of us is one of the least important functions it does. Hmm. But at the end of the day, like, the the narrow technical inelegance of it being called an iPhone pales in comparison to the broader benefits that are accrued to that name, the value in that name, what that name means, all the marketing benefits, the fact that when it came out, like it it gave people a mental model within which to place this gadget. Like there there's a bigger picture here that that makes the the inelegance of the name in a very narrow perspective worth it. And I, I think, mean, and I think, is, there's, and I a, think there's a similar argument you made here from from a certain perspective. Is that, it inelegant to still have copyright in, in a digital oh age? God. Yes. Is, is is it unfortunate that innovation is in many respects pushed forward by people breaking 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 the law? Yes. It, it would probably better not to be that way. But I think in your search for something that has everything fitting together in a perfect sense. <laughs> You may be trading away and making larger sacrifices and throwing real value out the door in a way that's not necessary. The fact of the matter is, yes, people broke the law, but that resulted in us being in a place today where our music companies making as much as they used to. No, are as many artists are are they struggling? Yes, but at the end of the day, they're still making. There's quite a bit of money going to them. There's successful acts. There's successful things that are happening. There's innovation still happening. Yes, I've said my my issues with Spotify, but it's an it's it's a it's a discussion that we can even have because there is still a, a concept of something being being right or wrong. Like we can't let the perfect here be the enemy of the good. And in general, we've got a lot of innovation in copyright and and things have moved forward no matter how much people squeal. And I, I don't see the necessity for throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There were there was a there were a lot of idioms in there, um, but I see what you did. I, I see how you so eloquently managed to um, compare the naming of a product with with the concept of copyright law, and it was so eloquent that I almost missed it. But you didn't quite slip it past me. I I agree entirely that 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 around what you said with the iPhone. I'm not entirely sure that I followed your parallel to, no, what, to, what, what, 
to 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 copy. I understand the point you were what trying is, to make, like which you're, is you're like trying- I'm looking for an engineering conceptual solution. My point is that I'm I'm not necessarily looking for an engineering conceptual solution. I actually think we would be better off not because I prefer black and white answers. If anything, speaking to you over these past 30 episodes has made me acutely self-aware anytime I suggest them. But I actually believe that as we as as copyright protection has faded, that good things have started to happen as a result and that that will continue to be the case. I don't think it will chill innovation. I don't think it will chill artistic endeavor. And in fact, I think the ecosystem that emerges after it's removed will actually be a more flourishing one than in the first instance. I get particularly get and particularly sympathetic to your kind of theoretical underpinning here. The idea that uh, digital goods are inherently, they can be copied indefinitely. And so, and so I think, it's possible that and maybe even probable and and possibly even desirable that in the very long run, what you're talking about ends up being the case. But, and maybe this is kind of like the, the conservative part of me that, that, that does exist coming out. I don't see the need or the desirability. And I feel acutely aware Mm. of the potential problems in going from a to Z in one step. Okay, and and I and granted, and, I think and you're quite right. Quite frankly, I think the evidence shows that uh, we're doing a pretty good job of muddling along, and muddling along isn't the worst thing in the world, particularly when we're in an age where everything is changing and everything is everything will be different so, in the long run, but we'll get to the long run when we get there. I completely agree. The only pushback I would have is like looking at what hap- has happened to copyright extension terms. I'm, I, I, I don't think it will go without a fight. And I think that the people that benefit under the current regime will continue to disproportionately benefit. And I mean, but, but, this, this actually ties back into like my belief around the money in politics, because I think this is one instance where money creeping back into the political system from from parties that have been a small group of people that have received an outsized benefit has resulted in a policy being continued or even being extended way beyond the general benefit of society, but more to the benefit of those small few that have been. Yeah, but who's really being hurt by this? Like the fact that Disney still controls Mickey Mouse. Yeah. In fact, in fact, you could argue, you could argue that in if there were two worlds, one in which Disney continued to own Mickey Mouse and all the other copyrights and continued to do Disney type things, and another world where they lost the protection back in 1970 or whenever it would have originally expired, you could argue that the one in which they still have the protection is a better one for all the cool stuff mm-hmm. that Disney has done that people enjoy. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't know if that's the case. It'd be an interesting thought experiment, but. But do you think Disney would have created more or less stuff if they'd not been able to rely on Mickey? You're actually reminding me of a previous episode where as like, there's this weird, the, the weird psychological behavior where, um, where when faced with disruption, managers are actually inclined to like keep doing what they're doing all the way until it rolls off the edge. Like there is never a counterfactual to this. I, I, it is, it is, I, I don't understand. Like, here's the thing. Walt Disney didn't create Mickey Mouse because there were going to be 90 year copyright terms. He was perfectly happy creating it under the, under the previous regime, which was 30 years. And it's been extended and extended and extended and extended. Now, I think, I think 
if, if it was if thirty years was enough for him to create it in the first instance, then 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 actually removing the copyright is more of an encouragement for him or, or the the corporation to go off and create new things as opposed to protecting and continuing to milk what they already well, have. I, 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 but the fact is that Disney's not the right example here because they have continued to create stuff. They're, they're, they still create. But, but the counterfactual would have been had they have created more. Uh, I mean, maybe, but at the same time, I'm pretty pleased that I can go to Hong Kong and I can go to Disneyland and it's going to be a Disney Disneyland where where I know it's going to have the Disney level of a theme park and anyone who's been to theme parks in Asia knows that there's a wide ranging of qual- wide array of quality um and that that wouldn't exist if anyone any Joe Schmo off the street could open a, a Disney theme park with Disney characters but I'm not no, I'm no, but actually that, not sure that's true like it's that's a if if Disney didn't have the copyright, do you think that the quality of the Disney the Disney theme parks would actually decline? No, I I, I, don't I think, I think the the profit making potential of them would be significantly less, and there probably wouldn't be as many of them that exist that do. I mean, like again, like, we're, we're, I, I hate talking about counterfactuals because like you can basically make up it's the rules. No way of knowing. Long. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, fair. But but my point being is your. So at first I'm going to say that and I'm going to make fun of your counterfactual. Uh, The problem is that like the (laughs) benefits you're saying, what if Disney actually made more? It's so incredibly amorphous, right? Whereas the, and whereas the clear, like it's like a potential we could have more, but on the flip side, the reason you're making that argument is because there really is an argument to be made that people are like really fundamentally hurt by this. Which is in clear contrast to the ingredient aspect where I think patents tend to fall, where there is innovation that is not happening or startups that are spending more time circling things or yeah. getting sued and, and money is being wasted. Like, And so, uh, again, I think you actually had it right last episode when you talked about the picket fence and there being a clear delineation. Like if there's a clear delineation of what this thing is, you can't copy it wholesale. Once it gets into an amorphous aspect or ingredient, like then there needs to be much more liberal interpretation. Um, yeah. Well, tell that to the Verve. You know, like I, 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 I get your point. I hear you. I, I think my counter to that would be that 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 like if there's my counter to this would be that I'm making a case that this could unlock this could unlock more human potential and your 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 counter to that and again we are dealing with counterfactuals is that actually we risk what we already have and i i guess that my experience growing up looking at what's happened on the internet and the effect it's had on intellectual property rights in general is that i am i am not in the least bit worried over the long run about what will happen if ip completely disappears your point around ripping the band-aid off all at once is very well made but it, I, I just, I cannot bring myself to believe that artistic and creative human endeavor will stop in the absence of copyright. And I actually believe that it, as a result of, uh, of, of what we talked about, about the fact that the, the ones and zeros are now basically free, that, that creative endeavors will actually go but, but up. You're, you're, you keep talking about these creative endeavors when things like copyright, like we're talking, it matters for stuff like OS ten. it matters for stuff like Windows, it matters for... For Google and the uh, like, there's there are some some guy walked into Coke uh, to Pepsi with the recipe for Coca Cola, and I, I realized that the I 
I'm just I'm just not convinced. I refuse to believe that if if I know they probably sued them out of existence as Apple is want to do, but if OS 10, some version of OS 10 got out into the wild, just like Android, like Google's able to make money on Android, like I don't believe that Apple would stop being able to make money if that got out. I just don't. You're you're you, you don't, you're, you're, you're just like flabbergasted by that statement. You, your argument is that Apple should make money like Android. When no, 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 no I'm no, no, not. No. I'm saying sorry, sorry, that sorry. I'm saying that Google can hey, make you, money. You, you, you just characterized me in a very unflattering way. I get to characterize you in exactly. Did I? Way. I okay. Like, like, how did oh, I? I, I just believe I, I want human innovation to go forward, and you want to stay <laughs> stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get that. All right. Um, All right. I held my tongue. All right. You skewer me. Go for <laughs> it. Hey. <laughs> no, it's okay. You always say I. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, my bad. I'll be quiet. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, you're right. It's not perfectly comparable. Well, no, I, I know. It, it's interesting because we it, we spend so much time talking about incentives, and uh, and that one of the reasons why iOS may be more gratifying to use, at least in our perspective or in lots of people's perspective. Is it, there are different incentives there? Apple's heavily incentivized to make the best possible product mm. because they can charge a premium for it. Um, mm-hmm. And Android, on the other hand, their motivation is to be on as many things as possible. That's why it's open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that we had a discussion, I think, is a postscript on a podcast where we said just the very nature of Android kind of makes it impossible to ever be like to ever completely nail the user experience. Yeah, and, right. And and. A lot of so much what you're you're saying here uh, kind of just ignores that whole incentive angle, and but I'm not sure it does. Like I I don't but, think but that, it, you're that some with a hand wavy. Oh, people will always no be- no 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 no. But all right, no 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 no. Let, hear me out then. Like I don't think that whether you have. Uh, generic manufacturer A or B, or you have Samsung or whoever putting um, some outdated version of o- iOS or OS 10 on their piece of hardware, whether they're going to be able to approach the level of user experience that Apple Apple has controlling the whole widget. And we've, we've talked all along about how they target the top 10% because that top 10% are willing to pay a premium for it to be absolutely nailed. And I just, I cannot bring myself to believe that, uh, and and uh, that th- by the time these companies have reverse engineered and figured everything out and caught up to Apple after it's released it, that they would be able to keep up. I just don't believe they could. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's not a perfect comparison because you're talking about background engineering and stuff like that. But I mean, the, the, the reason why Apple almost went bankrupt is because they licensed, they licensed Mac OS. Like the fact of the matter is people were exceptionally willing to buy an, a Mac OS computer that was not made by Apple that was cheaper. But that's back when all of Apple's stuff was shit. Well, I mean, it's the best. It's the best example we have, and that's why I said it, it, it's not a it, it's it's not a fair thing. No, I no, I realize it's not, but I just can't like like part of the reason I pay for an iPhone six is because Apple Pay is integrated so perfectly into the operating system, into the hardware, into the services. Like, there's no way someone can come along and replicate that copyright or not. Just like Samsung was infringing, or maybe they weren't. Who knows? On all those patents that Apple had. 
there's no way that they're going to like they'll it'll get them to 90%. It's never going to get them to the last 10. Apple's greatest defense is is what we've talked about, that focus on user experience and tailor, being tailored to the top 10% who are willing to pay a premium for an amazing experience. No, I know. And, and, and I said that, yes, Apple will, will be okay, but they're not going to either, either A, not going to make it, they're not going to make as much money because either they're A, not going to sell as many devices or B, they're going to sell for a lower price. Like you're, you're arguing that they should be able to retain kind of like the what. The thing about Apple is, yes, they're they're kind of the luxury segment, but they're they're way bigger than kind of any luxury maker. Or to put it in the car analogy, like they're all the luxury car makers rolled into one, as opposed to being just mm. one or the other. And yes, there, I've acknowledged from the beginning, there will be a segment of society, what people like you, that will be happy to pay for that. And my car new argument: there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't. And more broadly. Uh, I don't see the damage that's being done that's worth messing with uh, something that in broad strokes that in broad strokes works and that a whole lot of companies and a whole lot of industries yeah. are, are 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 built upon. I mean, the, but you don't just change something because it's damaged something. You change something because it can be better. I mean, I think that's the difference between a conservative and a liberal. There, point there's of view. a there's a thin line, though. I would argue between the arguments you're making, the arguments that are, that were made in favor of like communism, for example. Like, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Oh, I'm not. I'm not, oh. I'm not. I'm not meaning that straight through the. No, heart. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 I hesitated to say that because I, I'm not trying to say that uh, in an ex- to, to 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 provoke a reaction or to be extreme. But it's the idea that uh, it's it's a overlooking or an undervaluing of individual incentives and how those flow from property rights and a a over indexing, if I may, on the collective mm-hmm. and societal good. And and, and perhaps and so, perhaps yeah, that's no, a I- place to be. But I sure as hell want to approach that slowly and incrementally and naturally as opposed to having a freaking copyright revolution and throwing how should I live my life on the flames? Well, you'll live, yeah, okay, that's that's true, except you're living next door to like the place where the copyright revolution happens every day and they seem to be getting by okay. Well, I mean, there, there's there's a question about that. I mean, the the the, the big issue for, for China or for, I mean, I, I actually, I'm actually witnessing more in Taiwan as opposed to China is Taiwan's kind of, in many respects, reach the limits of how far they can get from, from manufacturing. I mean, and, and now in, in some respects, and certainly some people here feel like are, are kind of sliding backwards as most or a lot of that manufacturing has moved to China. Um, it's like, how do you move up to the next level where you're actually making a meaningful margin as opposed to you know building at scale mm-hmm. and get, skimming a few cents off it? And that gets into these things like intellectual property. And it's the argument you made last week that China will start caring about intellectual property when they actually have money at stake. And I mean, I I think that's true. I think there are always going to be big actors that will economically benefit from having IP rights. I I, I don't know. Again, maybe this analogy isn't perfect. I I know we've used um, luxury handbags as a one, as an example of, of like people focusing on the experience and, I, I don't know what it's like in Taiwan, but when I lived in Thailand for a year, some of the qualities of the luxury handbags were absolutely incredible. Like, uh, like my, my sister, and I'm sure there are listeners that have 
um, some folks in their lives that are into these kinds of luxury goods. Like my sister, she was really into it. She still really is. And it was actually tough for her to be able to tell the difference. And yet, and she'd, she'd maybe buy one or two and then she's like, you know what, this is a copy. I don't want it anymore. And and this is, I I, I just, I'm just, conv- I, 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 <laughs> I think you see where I'm going. I don't, I think it's already start, all these rights are fading away. And I think your point that's been made around like ripping off the Band-Aid is a very well-made point and I completely agree. I worry though, well, and maybe it's just going to continue to chip away and, and that's that's the world that I'm hoping for. Maybe that's it. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think the, I think it's, it's dangerous to to say that the luxury goods market which is pretty I, I small. Understand. Ken is a well. LMVH is pretty big. Like some of these companies are pretty. No, I know, big. but but relative to the 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 value of everything that benefits from, from copyright it isn't isn't that isn't that big. Okay, um, fair. And I mean, again, I, I think we're we're the reality of digital goods being free is is bumping us down that road for for, for better or worse, and we'll we'll get there. And I guess. Yeah, well, I guess we made our points probably probably too many times. <laughs> we thought we were going to talk about Amazon yeah. too. Um, well, I guess we'll have, to, we'll have to do that another time. Uh, but thank you for indulging me on this. Like, there were a couple of there were a couple of suggestions on Twitter we should talk about it, and and I I didn't realize that when I made the copyright quip last week, you just thought I meant to say patents when I actually meant to say copyright. So I'm I'm glad I got the opportunity to talk to you about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Uh, I, I, it's still kind of, uh, I, I, I'm still it. flabbergasted yep. that you think people should be able to take wholesale products and just like make identical copies and distribute them. I mean, maybe, maybe that's still the Western part of me talking, but, uh, given, I, I feel like I derailed the conversation. I, I think you should get the last word. So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at you being flabbergasted. At yeah, me. I'm going to call the, I'm going to call the episode flabbergasted. amazing i i don't know i think you can do better than that but you better watch out someone might copy the title of the episode yeah well you you mentioned viagra briefly but we already used red pill blue pill for a title so (laughs) amazing uh thank you for indulging me yeah uh and by the way if anyone wants to copy this podcast and put on their feed by all means go right ahead Oh no! Don't do that. You can't do that. You're not allowed to make copies of That's the right, podcast making so much, to anybody making else. So much money on it. <laughs> uh, ben, always a pleasure. Right, talk to you later.